Welcome back to Faith FM. We are now into the second hour of our show, living our best lives, you know, doing doing what we can to to to, to spread the message. Such a post of of um. Man, my the, Instagram is not working today. Spread the message of veganism and vegetarianism. <laughs> Amen. Because um. Yeah, we're, we're good boys and girls here at Faith FM. <laughs> I'm really sorry to anyone who's trying to watch our Insta story because it is not loading. I'm very, very sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, we know you're me. sorry. We know you didn't do it on purpose. We love you, Monica. Th- thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Getting weirded out here. Dude, I'm, me, me too. Okay, let me give you another clue for our quiz this morning. Of course, this breakfast show is live, so these clues are live. Mm. So, yeah, so this is a like totally valid um, quiz. Yeah. So you can, if you want to answer it, you can answer it. Unless you listen to the delayed broadcast. I think in which case, it's not live. It's I, delayed. I think it's time for redemption for me. I think it might be. Yeah. By the way, if you're wondering whether or not you're on the delayed broadcast or not you're on the live show, if it's not four minutes past eight on the 4th of July on fr- uh, Thursday, then you are indeed listening to the delayed broadcast. But if that's the time where you are now, then welcome to the live show. Mm. Okay. So who am I? Clue number two, God told me to name my son Meher Shalal Hashbaz, which happens to be the longest word in the Bible. Mahashalal Hashbaz. I've heard Lyle say this name many wait, times. Wait, wait, and he was right. told that he would be killed? God, what? Or he, or he no. told someone he would, would... No, I told Hezekiah to get his house okay. in order because he was going to die, and then God told me to name my son Mahashalal Hashbaz, which happens to be the longest word in the Bible. And Lawson has it correct. You, so you have indeed you. redeemed yourself. Yes. Huh? Back from the dead. There you are. Well, I was just like, I was like, oh, I got to get this on point, you know. I gotta, quiz death, but you've yeah. come back. Good on you. Good on you. Uh, if you think again. you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Of course, the prize, the second prize this morning, because uh, one's already been snapped up. Good work, South Australia. South Australia is like... It's always on point. Yeah. I don't know. Something's in the water in South Australia because those people can answer quizzes like mm. no one else on earth. They're like, bang, 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 bang. Quiz goes down. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the Poems of Faith is our second prize this morning. Oh, I reckon we should do like a like a, like a a Bible trivia chaser. Oh, yes. With like, we we should, you know, somehow work out some system of getting some, some listeners on air. Yeah. And we do like a... Bible, you know, where where we, you know, they win something at the end if they if they keep far enough ahead of their particular chaser. Mm-hmm. Man, wouldn't that be so much fun? That's a banging idea. I love it, dude. I'm just full of good ideas. You man. Curry that. juice, uh-huh. bun burgers, uh, like Bible chaser. I'm 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 so into bun burgers. I just want to say, yeah, dude, yeah. we gotta make it happen. This gotta is like this happen. is. I think this is our calling. Yeah, I feel I feel like this is a divine thought. I feel like we should <laughs> we should get it done, you know. <laughs> okay, we just need funding, you know, that's how ideas take flight, right? With funds. Hey, seek and you will find. Knock yes. and it will be answered, you know. Do you know what? I'm I'm going to I'm going to um I'm just going to put something out there cuz like, you just reminded me that I should knock and ask. Um uh-huh. well, I should ask and seek. Yeah. Okay, I always get those mixed up. It was a knock and you shall find, seek and you no, seek and you shall find, knock and and no, no. Seek and ask you shall and, find. Yes, you can yeah. use yeah, the obvious one, but the knock on the door be opened unto you. <clears throat> yeah. And then ask, and what? You shall receive. I don't know. But I'm going to ask a question here, <clears throat> and I'm hoping I'm going to receive an answer. It's, Ma- it's Matthew chapter, <clears throat> chapter 6. But anyways, yeah. Because I would literally pay money right now if someone could tell me how in the world it is I'm supposed to switch on my rear windscreen wiper. Your rear windscreen wiper. I just don't know how to make it work. It's driving me crazy. Will you give me money if I go out and make I it work? I will give you money. Well, you owe me money, so I will cancel the debt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next ad break. I'm going to be uh, doing that. So good. Good, good luck, because I've been like I've spent like hours trying to figure it out, and I can't suss it. Do you have a rear windscreen wiper? Yes, there is one there. And every morning when I leave... No, 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 no. Don't tell her, Jasmine. No, Don't Jasmine, tell that her, doesn't Jasmine. work. Jasmine is indicating something to me. Trust me, Jasmine. I have poked and prodded and turned and twisted and pushed and pulled feel and like bashed you a few times <laughs> and nothing's working. Anyway, we're so off track. I feel like you, you're struggling, Monica. I, I'm to, struggling with that because every morning I can't see out my rear windscreen and I'm like, oh, that wiper's right there. That wiper would just be purple. I'm going to do... You should just bring a rag out there. I'm I'm not bringing a at five in the morning. I'm not taking a ray out to my car. Anyway, is is our study going to be on on, on veganism? 
Potentially. Are we are we are we done with stewardship? Are we continuing with stewardship? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna touch on it a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. We're gonna touch on it a little bit, but we're gonna we're gonna get into the result of because we talked about stewardship, right? Yeah. We ultimately talked about how the stewardship represents the responsibilities that God is giving us, giving That's us right. and keeping them, mm-hmm. whether they're your occupation or not. That we all have a responsibility. Well, your money, your body, whatever it is, everything. Planet. Yes. We're gonna be looking at the result of the original, the original irresponsibility you could ooh, say the ooh, original okay. non-steward okay um someone who who left their responsibilities who dropped their responsibilities for the sake of themselves dropped the ball but before we get there we we can talk a little bit about veganism i, I think you know we, we didn't really get there but it was like this whole thing of like okay do i need to become vegan to follow jesus you know to to to, to mm-hmm. do the lord's duty in my life is that is that what God's calling me to? And there are some people who would say yes. There's some people who would say no. I think if we go from a from, you know, because there's a lot of lot of things like philosophically, I think being a vegan is is an extremely good idea. Um, for for you know, you're doing the best you can ultimately, and God has called us to the light that we're shown. Yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the clincher right there. You need to live up to the light that you have. If you know that it's like doing you harm, hundred percent. Then yeah, you're mm. doing it wrong. But then there's the classic op. Oh, you know, I'm pretty sure it's in Luke 18 where the Bible says that Jesus ate fish. No, no, Luke 28, sorry. Where the Bible- we can definitely know that Jesus ate fish. And it's really funny because I've heard, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've heard Adventists try and explain this verse away because they want Jesus to be vegan. So they're like, Jesus ate mock fish. <laughs> Jesus ate tofu fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is crazy because, you know, the, the health wrapped up in a nutshell is to do the best you can where you are with what you have, when you are. And the when is very important because the fish that Jesus ate back in his day would would have been really clean. Whereas mm. the fish we have access to now is full of heavy metal pollutants. It's not clean anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, and furthermore, just, just just the state of the planet, the environments the fish live in, you know, it's, it's, it's much worse. But furthermore... Back then, you know, fishermen were just going out in little boats with like a fishing net and, and just that's how they mm. fish. Where now, we, since the Industrial Revolution, we have such a capacity to completely destroy entire stock of any animal that when we go out fishing, we don't just go out and take a few fish to feed our family. We go out and we empty the ocean of fish. And so it's no longer a balanced, a balanced view of diet. And diet has to change, you know, as we progress where we are, when we are. And what we have, well, you can't go to the, to the Inuits and be like, "You got to be vegan," because all they have is like, yeah, fish. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's like you know the the experience that I had in in um in Ethiopia. Like, if I like, I know, and I know that you did, and I know that everyone else did. Mm-hmm. They they got away with eating vegetarian, but yeah. I was um unfortunately in a position, a situation of of. Too much um, politeness. I was too scared to say. It can be really hard when you're visiting a culture and they, as a show of honor, want to make you mm. their national dish. That's extremely difficult to get out of. And so for me, I think especially as someone who has, you know, who, who's been conditioned on meat, but now is a vegetarian, I, I, I accepted it. And I knew because, you know, the place that it came from. But I did the best that I could, you know. Mm. It wasn't like I was, you know. And, and in fact, they were doing the best that they could. Yeah. This is this is what they were like and and cuz these were were Adventists, you know, African Adventists and they they were living up to the light they knew like because still in 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 Ethiopia that there you know the, there's the possibility yeah. to eat unclean food yet they yeah. didn't do that. Yeah. And, and it's funny cuz people be like oh but the, you know if the people in that culture can eat meat and get away with it then why can't I over here in my first world country where mm. like there's more vegetables than I could possibly pick a stick at. The reality is <clears throat> sure they are eating meat in these places cuz there's not many options. Yeah. But they're also paying the price with their health. Yeah, I mean, 100%. If you look at the statistics of people like you know with uh, with worms and health diseases that come from directly from the eating of meat, you better believe that they're like through the roof in countries where they have limited um, options and eat a lot of meat to make up for it. Well, I have a banging statistic it's somewhat like on this is that the mes- the eating of meat has not only caused the rise um, of community, like the, the the main source of communicable diseases, but also lifestyle diseases in yeah. those countries. Yeah. Because at the moment, as, as it's becoming more and more developed, um, communicable diseases are going down, mm-hmm. even though they were at an all-time high because of the consumption of, of, of unclean meat. And But now, the lifestyle disease, uh, sorry, um, 
communicable diseases are going down, lifestyle diseases on the rise because yep. of the overconsumption of meat. And so, yeah, it's just a, it's a real either-or thing. It's all bad. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So do you think we're just harping on here or do you think Jesus is actually interested in our health, Lawson? I think 100% Jesus is interested in our health and, and from the very basic principle that we're called to be a light to the world. And we know that objectively there is a health standard, like like there is a healthy standard. Mm. And it's like if we're to live up to the light that Jesus gave us, if we're to honor the creation that he made us in, well, yeah. then we should live up to that. It's a no-brainer, really. I honestly think people explain that away. Yeah. Like but you know what? With, with just because they they don't want to change. If you ask any person who's been sick and, like, I mean really ill mm. with, like, you know, some, some serious condition, you ask them how much time, spare time they have for anything, and the answer is, like, none. none. They're just dealing with their health condition. Yeah. Their life sort of grinds to a halt. And when your life is ground to a halt, you know – not only are you having to focus completely on your health, you know, it's it's difficult to stay focused on God. It's difficult mm. to work for God. 100%. God wants you in the best condition, not just mm. so you can enjoy your life to the fullest, but also so you can uh, help him winning souls. Like, yeah. you, it's just it's just the same way that any country invests in the health of their soldiers, mm. you know, in and their in their um in their military and um their armed forces. And their defense force, like in the mm. same way that they invest in the health because they know that a healthy soldier is a fighting soldier. And the same way God wants his people to be in the best health so we can fight against the devil and win souls for the kingdom. Oh, I've just had an awesome thought. Go on. So, you know how Jesus says, um, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. Yeah. People tend to explain away the whole deny yourself and pick up your cross mm. with grace. And they say, yes. oh, no, we're under the uh-huh. dispensation of grace. Like, all I have to do is, you know, have this this belief in Jesus and I'm good. But it's like, this is the thing. Every single successful person on this planet, every single one, and I'm, ta- I'm, I'm not just limiting this to money. I'm talking about success in health, success in success in sports, success in anything, mm. they take those first two steps. Yeah. They deny themselves and they pick up their cross. They're extremely dedicated in what they're trying to achieve. Yet then there's Christians out there who try and skip those steps and just yeah. go, oh, no, I just follow Jesus. I just believe. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, no, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me because Jesus wants us to be as successful as we possibly can. And like a hundred percent, like and good that, that's a, good health. That's yeah. success, like in, in in the most foundational sense, comes from the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit dwelling in us leads us to a place where then we're we're an, we're an influence. We can have better health. We can be be better at, just at life. Yeah. Like uh, the you Bible really says, can be that living your best life. God said that uh, Jesus said. God said Jesus said, um, you know, I came to give life and life more abundant. God doesn't want you, you know, to, to, to be accepting eternal life and then be bedridden from a lifestyle disease. Yeah, that's right. And this is the, I'm, what I am not saying is if you have some hectic, genetic, right, yes. like, can, mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying, oh, you're sick because you're not following God. Yeah, no. No, no that no. is, like, not what I'm saying. Do not misunderstand me. I'm not here to offend anyone in that way. But what I am saying is God has given you the ability to use this, three pound piece of of matter inside your skull to to live a better life yeah you know and 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 honestly that like to live that better life for me i found that comes from relying on him i rely on him to help me to be able to 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 do those certain things to be a good steward to like there's i'm not being a legalist it's i'm being faithful i'm relying on him to help me to do the things that he wants me to do but it's it's actually crazy um you know I, I I truly think that we're so addicted to our food that we yeah. get so emotional about it so quickly. I mean, even just now, our phones are lighting up with messages and so forth um, because it's it's so, it's so close to people's heart. Like you can tell people all kinds of stuff, but as soon as the, the second you say, "Hey, do you know what chicken nuggets might not be the best <sighs> idea? Wow, maybe you should put the coffee down." Oh, stuff yeah. just blows up. And people are messaging uh, me at the moment. <laughs> actually, one of them actually messaged a really great thing. They said uh, a, a really great movie to watch is called The Last Ocean Full, mm. and apparently it's about the Ross Ocean in the Antarctic. It's the last ocean that's not been fished out. 
I really want. I didn't know that. I'm super. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go home and watch this today. Yeah. I, I'd love to go to this ocean and see what what an ocean looks like that's still mm. teeming with life. Well, I was actually. I, I I thought of this and then we moved on. But so we live right next to Lake Macquarie. Um, here. Well, you don't now. You live in Curry, but relatively, like you're closer yeah, to Lake Macquarie than anywhere else. Which is, I, I'm, I believe, is one of the biggest lakes in the Southern Hemisphere. Yes. Um and. Up until I believe maybe twenty years ago, um, there was no laws restricting professional fishing. Oh, uh, which what I mean by that is like trawling and and, mm-hmm. and fishing mm-hmm. for food. Mm-hmm. And basically, the lake became fished out. My my dad, um, you know, you go down to the I believe it's the Swansea Channel or the entrance. Um, there's this particular night of the year in late November where it's a full moon and it's where the all the prawns migrate. Yeah, and he would you would go down there with with buckets and and just catch prawns. And now my you know I <laughs> I'm not advocating the eating of prawns, yeah, um, yeah. but you know that was just a, a practice of the locals here. And they were you know back in the in the seventies when my dad was in his early early to late teens. Um, man, you were just filling up buckets on the just- yeah. This and th- this is interesting. I mean. I, f- I feel like particularly when it comes to water creatures, mm. because, you know, when you stand on the shore and you look out over a body of water, mm. you can't see underneath. And so you, you don't have a visual representation of how much we're destroying the oceans. Mm. Whereas you can stand on the edge of a forest that's been, that's been you know, deforested and just depleted mm. and you can see quite clearly the devastation. So I think there's kind of like a, a wool over our own eyes when it comes mm. to this. But it's interesting to note um, – you know, I was doing the the trivia just recently for yeah. Maitland Church, and we we're putting I was putting the trivia together, and one of the trivia questions led me um, to research a little bit about Sitka in Alaska, mm-hmm. where they have the um, is it herring or trout? I think it's herring herring fishing seasons, and uh, the herring fishing season you know how they have open season for a while and it closes, you know, yeah. as dictated by the government, but it used to be open for like several months of the year, mm-hmm. and uh, now. Just recently, in the last few years, the, the, it's it's been going shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Do you know what the shortest fishing season of herring has been in Sitka, Alaska? What? 15 minutes. <laughs> they declared they had to have a big siren to declare fishing season open and that these massive fishing trawlers, as much fish as you can catch in 15, 15 minutes. minutes and Man, that sounds closes. like a game show. Yeah. It, uh, you can actually go on... Um, <laughs> If you go on, if anyone who has uh, Netflix, you can watch uh, the Alaska documentary. You'll actually see, like, the, mm. they show the 15 minutes, like, you know, in fast forward, but it's just incredible. And they interview the locals, and the locals say, when I was a kid and it was herring season, you could walk down to the water with a bucket, you could walk two steps into the water and just stick your hand yeah. in the water and pull a fish out. Mm. That's how many fish there were. And that's the kind of fishing that would have been fine. Like, if yeah. you just... It just the bucket in a hand, but now we're turning up with these massive artillery, with these huge machines, and we're just draining the swamp. We're taking everything there is to be taken, and that's the interesting thing is that the difference between you know uh, land farming and 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 sea farming. You could you could say um, when we're farming for for water creatures is that the majority of them of the the fish that's being caught to eat are not from farms. Mm. It's like catching wild animals essentially. Like imagine if tomorrow we're just like. But it's yeah, you don't see it though. But the ocean is so full, which means that there is so much opportunity to catch everything. Which means it makes it quicker to empty in a way. You know, yeah, yeah. there there isn't much tracking that you have to do. Versus like, imagine we just got together and said, "Oh, we're going to go and kill all the dingoes," and 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 you know, like. If we made a huge effort to do that, like, oh man, we'd wipe out the dingoes like like nothing. Yeah, um, because they're Feral just wild. Cats. We're not. Yeah. We're not. We're not. Um. We're not farming them, so we could just get rid of them. Whereas, like, it's the same, like, in the ocean, it's the same thing. We're not farming a lot of these fish, so it's just, like, we're just depleting oceans. But you know what? It's crazy. Humans have had issues with their diet and particularly with eating animals since the dawn of time, I feel. If you think about, you know, the first, uh, you know, Eve was tempted away from following God by her appetite. Mm. If you look at, you know, the children of Israel when they were, you know, no, we want to eat meat, and so God sent them quail, and they... They were so out of out of control. They had so little temperance that they just stuffed themselves with so much quail meat that they died. They yeah. like, they overate themselves. They basically food poisoned themselves to death. Um, mm. We've always had this issue, and that's I think people overlook this as something that's never going to be, um, you know, that important or never going to be salvational. But mm. it can be very much salvational if you don't keep it in check. A hundred percent. The the Bible says, "I'll destroy those who destroy the earth." 
Exactly. Oh. And we've never been in a position where we could do that up until, up until right now. the Industrial Revolution, post-Industrial yeah. Revolution. We now have the capacity to destroy yeah. our Earth like we never have had before. Mm. Yeah. Man, this is this is deep. This is like <laughs> it's topics. getting people stirring as well. It's yeah. getting me stirring. We're gonna be talking a little bit more about this. Um after this song break. This is Alanson Krauss and Union Station with a Living Prayer. Which is yeah. I think very appropriate. We should be living a prayer every yeah. day. Yeah, K and J would be loving this song. Oof. I know they're listening this morning. Love you, K and J. You know who you are. <laughs> With no place to call my home But there's one who holds my hand The rugged road through bed Back to Faith FM. We are continuing with our encounter, and God, uh, our in, in, encounter with God. But before but. we do that, we need another clue for the question. Yeah, we do. I think I'm just about giving up on our Instagram. I think the Instagram went to bed with the wither. <clears throat> They're like, nah, nothing's working today. Rip. Rip. Okay. I'll still want to record it though, just, you know, just in case it starts to work. Clue number three. Who am I? I was an active prophet during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. Mm. Active prophet during the reigns of those four kings. Who be this fella? Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. I know who that is. Yeah, you're so proud of yourself for having gotten it, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm like... Redemption oh, feels redemption. good, doesn't it? It does. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a dish best served with... Um, piping hot? Piping hot. Um, and the side of humble fries, um, with applesauce as you know, as a, as a condiment, 
because condiment. I'm, I'm struggling. What are we doing? It's two hours what of sleep. What are we doing? Like show this now. is amazing. You were on fire this morning because you were hooped up on adrenaline, sleepy, sleep, sleep deprived adrenaline. But now it's starting to hit you. I actually have a presentation that I need to do in like an hour's time on. Are like, you serious? On like Bible prophecy. So I'm I'm gonna maybe take a nap in that time and then yeah. and then and then punch it. Well, good thing we're in a studio booth that's like soundproof, so mm. you just like have a nap on the floor. Oh, I could totally do that. Yeah. Oh man, Look, I love I've it done here. it. Right here on the floor, on the floor of the face. It's kind of a fishbowl here, though. I like think, everyone yeah. will see you we sleeping do have glass on walls. the floor. No, if you do it over here in that corner Ooh. there, they don't really see it's you. It's sneaky. Yeah, yeah. And what you do is you shut this door and then you shut the outdoor, which is locked, mm-hmm. and then no one can get in. No one can see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Lyle's done it too. I think everyone who works at Faith of Him has had a sneaky nap in that corner. Well, not me yet. So, <laughs> well, so it's time maybe, you did. This is Rite time. of passage. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> But of course, we have been studying the Bible. We've been talking about veganism and vegetarianism and eating the best you can and being a good steward of the earth and being a good steward of the blessings that God has given you. And that includes your body and the creations that He has made. And oh, man, it's just, it's just awesome. Like, God, God is so faithful to us. Um, mm-hmm. that, yeah, He just, He, I've said this so many times, but He just doesn't stop with the. Do you want to hear something a little scary? Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't know if I should say this on air. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say this on air. No, I'm not going to say it on air. What? I don't know. Maybe we should mute the microphones for like 10 seconds and I'll tell you and then we'll come back on and you can tell me that I should say it. <laughs> do you want to do that? Okay, we're going to mute the microphones in three, two, one. Oh, that is super dangerous. Really heavy. That's kind of scary. How about, how about, um, Ooh. Call know. us on 1-800-324-843 <laughs> if you want to know what we just said. Yeah, it's a quote from a particular author. And uh, the one time I cracked this quote out, I was so fiercely opposed. Um, I, they argued and argued argued with me that that was not something that was written uh, in this person's writings. And uh, I, I went and found it. So it definitely says what it says. Um <laughs> And it is one that makes you sit down and just think, whoa. But yeah, give me a call if you, you want to hear it. 1 800 Faith FM. You know, you know what, though? Mm. Like, there is such a strong relationship between gluttony yes. and acting out in the rest of sin. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And I think, it, you know, our sort of system, you could say, our, our world is set up that gluttonous foods tend to be meat. Like, like as in, you go down to the KFC. You get your your ten bucket. piece bucket yeah. mm-hmm. and you smash it and like I, I I for me that's the pinnacle of gluttony. I, I'm sure that we could find some way as a vegetarian or a vegan to, to, oh, to, absolutely. to eat gluttonous. But the, the biggest thing for me is being like because I I I've gone vegetarian again mm-hmm. um, as a reaction to I was like wow I'm way too fat mm-hmm. and I've lost like seven eight kilos from yeah. that. And I'm continuing that weight loss journey. And, and that's because it's discouraged me from from eating fast foods. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still times where I, I, I um, you know, just for, for causes sake, you could you could say, you know, just mm-hmm. for the for the situation's sake, I will get fast food. But I've kept it vegetarian. One of my favorite thing is, things is you go to your, your local your Maccas or whatever, and instead of getting a Big Mac, you replace the burger patties with hash browns. And you have a hash brown Big Mac. Oh, yeah. And so that's that's completely vegetarian. You can ask them if you want to as well. Take the cheese off and then you've got a, you've got a vegan Big substitute right there. I know that there's a, there is a number of, of fast food restaurants that are doing vegan options Look, now. I just, I just want to say, Lawson, because you do sound like you're heading to a place where you're trying to explain your diet. And I think this is one of the dangers of, you know, knowing about diet and Ooh. having it like, um, I guess maybe more knowledge than a regular Joe would about health and the effects of it on your spirituality mm. is that we can then sometimes arm it and load it and use it as a weapon so lawson do you know what like wherever you're at with your diet like i'm not going to sit here and judge you 100 percent, because we all have room for improvement nobody is out here pulling the perfect diet so just be gentle with each other because like we said before this is this can be such a dangerous tetchy subject you know people explode when you sometimes mention this stuff and i do think it's because of people who might have meant well yeah, Lyle calls them plate gazers, where they like gaze upon your plate and then judge you left and right for what's on it. And um, you know, 
Like, yeah, wow. You need to be so careful with oh, how thank you. Thank you so much you, for yeah. stopping me there. Yeah, because oh. you were. I was like, are we going to get a full rundown of you? I hope where not. That would from, be so stupid. That just but, explanation okay. of where you at. Like Lawson, we know you're, you're on a journey because we're all on a journey with yeah, health. But that's okay. That's what I want to get back to. I don't want to explain my diet. Wow, Monica, you are so nice. You know, oh, real friends stab you in the face. <laughs> um, <laughs> But <laughs> like I'm a vegetarian, I'm not stabbing anything <laughs> except an apple. <laughs> an apple. But um, yeah, for real. Uh, like I think that man, holistic living is the best we can do. Mm. You know, just all encompassing. Um, and and that's just because it's like, how do you want to honor God? Like, how do you want to live a life? Like, we can we can say this over and over again we we get the point like salvation is a gift from god and the per, the, the process of justification comes from you know repentance of sin like you go to god you make a decision hey god i want to be saved and i want to turn away from my sins he says mm-hmm. amen hallelujah i accept i accept you we talked about this yesterday for the question of the day but then there's just this work that God wants to do in your life. He wants to make you a beacon of light. He wants to make you something more than what you are, more than what you're capable of. Yeah. And I think definitely a huge part of that journey is health. Yeah. He also, he not only does he want to make you healthy, but he doesn't want to make you a nuisance. So if you are living oh. your best life already, Oof. you're already like living your vegan life, yeah. don't be a nuisance to other people. Like just be an example. I have like literally Lawson, I have, I'm thinking of two of them right now. Uh, vegan friends who will follow me around the house and pick up the wrappers of anything I've eaten and read the ingredients back to my face and tell me off. And I'm like, do you know what? Yeah. Like you're repelling me. 100%. You know you know what's interesting about that? I think when I look at every single time I've come to a place in my life where someone, on my Christian journey where someone has told me, hey, you shouldn't do this for, mm-hmm. for some kind of spiritual or biblical reason, um, it's always been the ones who has encouraged me yeah. To follow what the Jesus example, rather than tell me off for what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. I know, you know, for me, music was a huge thing, and mm-hmm. and now like I'm I'm in a I think I'm in a relatively good place with music. I'm you know I'm working on that with God, and I'm on that journey. Um, but there was a bunch of people who, when I started my Christian journey, you know, would tell me off for, for different musical tastes or choices that I made. But then it was people who just encouraged me, like, hey man, you should just like read the Bible, see what that says. That just changed my life like that really like inspired me to follow jesus more and i think that's how we should be yeah if you're a christian out there if you've been given light that you know that you should live a better life and that Mm -hmm. you know that you can do things to enhance your quality of life amen hallelujah but you should be spreading that light to people in love and it's just look it's it's awesome if you want to correct someone you better pray long and hard about whether or not god actually wants you to correct someone yeah wow that's Mm -hmm. spend a lot of time in prayer before you go over to someone and correct them Amen. I think that's what you, you know, the, the, the only thing we can do, because ultimately that, that's, a, that's what the definition of like a witness, right? Yes. When we, we come to someone who's like, hey, following this particular aspect of the Bible or, or, or following, the, you know, doing this thing um, has changed my life for the better because that's the work that God's doing in my life. That is textbook witnessing. And how should we do that? Well, we should do that based on the Word of God, and we should do that filled with the Holy Spirit, which we receive when we go and ask Him in prayer. So, amen, hallelujah. We're going to come back more with Question of the Day. Right now, this is Sandra Enterman with Faithful Men.
Hey, Mon. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh, yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. <laughs> well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. Are you looking for free, wholesome fun for the kids these school holidays? Maitland Church is having its winter break frog fun day again for six to nine-year-olds. What do you mean frog, Lyle? Is this a fun day for amphibians? No. Frog stands for fully relying on God. And this holiday's theme is dare to be different. Activities include songs, Bible stories, crafts and snacks. This is a one-day-only special event on Wednesday, the 10th of July, starting at 9am. To register your kids, call 0411 The address is 72 Brunswick Street, East Maitland. Kids, you are welcome to bring all your friends, but book now as spaces are limited. That number again, 04. 04- one one triple two seven six zero. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
Welcome back, back to, to Faith, Faith FM. FM. <laughs> <laughs> we don't plan any stuff, people. We don't plan it. <laughs> give us another clue for the yes. quiz. Hey, Monica. Yes, Lawson. Would you give us another clue for the quiz? Oh, of course oh, I will, Lawson. Yes. Man, we you should mean make, the breakfast Bible quiz? Yeah, we should make adverts. Like, <laughs> I know you already make adverts, but we should make some more. For those of you who don't realise what is happening, Lawson is literally mocking Lyle and I advertisements that come up during the song breaks. Hey, Lyle. Yeah, Mon. And then he has to take. I don't know if we're allowed to say this. Are we going to get in trouble for making fun of? Well, we're making fun of you, so that's fine. <laughs> I'm fine, son. You can make fun I'm just of me. Watch I, out I, for that, Lyle. I'm not a snowflake. I'm not I, of the. I heard Lyle's a bit thin-skinned. <laughs> you know, he gets offended <laughs> really no, easily. Skin. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. We're fine. Uh, we love a good laugh. Um, <clears throat> because we're happy Adventists. We're glad Adventists, not sad. Glad, Adventists. yes. Yeah, glad and I'm a rad Adventist. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're pretty rad. Yeah. Okay, another clue for this quiz. Um, this is clue number four. A seraphim took a hot coal from an altar oh. and touched it with my lips with it. A seraphim, which is kind of an angel, yeah. took a hot coal from an altar and touched my lips with it. Who be that? Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Get your copy of Poems of Faith. Although I kind of and want to take the book home myself. That's my favorite chapter of, of that book, actually. Ah, for real? Yeah, yeah. It's like so epic. Basically, this dude, because we, we know already that he's a prophet. Yes. And he's like going around in, in the first he's a gun of a chapters. Yeah. He's going around and he's like, woe is everyone who's doing the wrong thing. He's like, everyone's just terrible. Everyone's running away from God. Woe is you because you are so bad. Mm-hmm. And then in that chapter, he sees God and he sees the throne room of God and he sees like Jesus. And he sees like everything and he's like, he's just like, woe is me. Yeah, woe is me. For I am unclean. Yeah. And then and then that's when the, that's this when is a he, great the coal action touches plan him for when we're running around trying to correct other people's diets. Not hey, woe is yes. like, woe is us. Woe is woe me, is me. Dude. Don't be taking like specks mm. of other people's eyes. Focus on the plank in your own. Mm. Woe is Amen. me. Amen. Time for question of the day, Lawson. This is a great one. Oh, I yep. love. I love that someone has gotten to the point where they're asking this question. Mm-hmm. At what point do I get to call myself a Christian? Oh, Isn't yes. that great? It, tell, it tells a story, question. doesn't yeah. it? It tells a story. Like this person's like, do you know what? I want to be a Christian, but when do I get to be? When do when I, do I, when do I get to be called a Christian? Well, you know what? This is like. I'm just going to give you the, the the most incredible biblical example. Go on. And it, it, well, actually, I'm going to read a passage, and that passage actually ends with this statement: "And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch." Ooh. So that's like that is like you know what you know if you, if we we're trying to correct it, correct the grammar a bit there, it'd be the disciples were first called Christians here in Antioch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because it's their experience that in Antioch that allows them then to be called. Christians. And let's see what happens here. The Bible says, uh, we start off this story, it says, And those who were scattered after the persecution that arose uh, over Stephen traveled as far as uh, Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but the Jews only. But some of them uh, were men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who, when they had come to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists, or the Greeks, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand o- the, and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Then the news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and he had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that the purpose of heart they sorry with they encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that, so it was that for a whole year that they assembled with the church and taught a great many people, and the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. So it's like we get a few different aspects. I have a 30 seconds here to go through them, essentially. It's all good. The aspects of being a disciple, sharing the word of God, being assembled in the church, being a follower of Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's like, that's like, bam, bam, that's bam, bam, bam. bam. Let's, I, I'm going to put them in a more chronological order of, of the conversion of faith. Following the Lord Jesus, um, 
<laughs> sharing the word of God, being assembled in the church, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, that wasn't any more chronological. But essentially, that's what the Christian life looks like. If you have all of those things, you can be called a Christian. Amen. Stay tuned after the promise, uh, which is playing shot on us. We're going to have our giveaway for the day. And you better believe it's going to be a health hook. <laughs> Here we go. Quite again. Yep. Lawson. Yes. Ten choices for a full life. Oh, what is that? It's a book. And on the back it says, as God's children, we are called to make healthy choices and mm. to encourage others to do the same. God has a plan for our health. This is not a newsflash, but knowing the facts does not necessarily mean we will change. Ain't that the truth? Mm. While, while this book provides the data, it goes a step further and inspires us to make these important changes. Mm. This book covers many aspects of healthy living, including physical activity, abstaining from tobacco, alcohol, and other some harmful substances. It is holistic... But its holistic approach also incorporates chapters on the importance of cultivating healthy relationships, how to, how to focus on what is true and worthy of praise, and the health benefits found in engaging in unselfish service. That's a big one. Mm. This book makes a clear and compelling case for changing to a healthier lifestyle, encourages us that no matter how many times we may have failed in our efforts to change, God invites us to reconsider these principles again and to start afresh today. In making this choice, we will honor him and reap the benefits of a strong mind, improved memory, and increased physical strength. We'll be ready to do the very work God sends us to do, which is to bless mm. others. Amen. An incredible book, so fitting for today. It's written by uh, Katia Garcia Reinhardt. 
uh, who is a uh, family health practitioner, health nurse practitioner, and public health clinical nurse specialist. Uh, this is a really great book, 10 Choices for a Full Life. Give us a call, first person through on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. We'll snap up a copy of this completely for free today. If you would like to study the Bible, yeah. get in touch as well. As Dude, well. Yes. On the same number, we can set that up no matter how. You can, we even have studies on health. We're a free health study, and this is open to as many people as want. Uh, we can definitely hook you up with some study guides for uh, health courses. Mm. Anyway, stay tuned. We'll be back tomorrow morning after 7 o'clock. Mm. Have a blessed day. <laughs>